Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Look in my eyes, what do you see? It's the VGC podcast with me, Jordan Midler, Chris Gillian, and Ethan Lawrence. How are we doing, folks? Ethan, we've dragged you from whatever shady Hollywood party you were at last night for a bright and breezy VGC podcast. How are you, mate? Um, I'm good. I, I do sort of, I do enjoy this sort of, this vision of me, mm. uh, you having to pull me from Hollywood parties because it's an, on the one hand flattering, but also I know you're doing it to bully me. No, not at all. So it's- <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a bully. Are we, are we, we going to have a problem? Are we going to have a problem? Am I going to need to push you from Mars? Se- I will ban you from VGC. It's 70-30. It's like... like yeah, yeah I, I picture uh, you as like the next River Phoenix, you know? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pulling you for the for the for the floor outside of a Genting casino in Hull or something like that. Oh God, you've gone too soon. Outside the Mecca Bingo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chris, how are you? All right, same old. Can't complain. Yeah, same old. I, I got a six pack of the ice cream flavored Iron Brew and it was fucking honking. Ooh. So I'm, I'm slightly dis, uh, disappointed in that. But what's your opinion on cream bars, cream soda? Another another classic of the it's genre. Not great, no. which, which I think is why I don't like the ice cream Iron Brew because it's basically they've just mixed Iron Brew with cream soda. Mm, that's um, whereas the tropical Iron Brew is still not as good as the real thing but a bit better they've also launched iron brew energy drinks that i've noticed they've, they've been in they've Again? been in my local it's not like iron brew 32 iron brew 32 is where it was at back in the day that's the first energy no. drink i ever had about jordan midler laura no y'all care but they've like <laughs> they've, um, that's ca- is that canon because yeah, that's, that's canon. <laughs> remember remember the adverts it was like cuckoo that was that's uh, that's uh, our, our Scottish, our west of Scotland listener base are going absolutely crazy for those 2007 <laughs> references. And um, but they've, they've launched new energy drinks. It's like oh, purple, oh, red, all that shit. But it's um, they've got sugar in them, and I don't drink energy drinks with sugar. So when I went uh, to to Scotland, we mentioned it the last time I was on. When I went to Scotland, Jordan claimed he was too busy to come and see me. I was, I was too busy. I was. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you know what I was Literally doing? Literally the one time I was in Scotland, and he was You've like, been in oh. Scotland for about twenty minutes. I, I, I'm a busy man. I don't. Just I, I was in there for nearly twelve hours. I'll have you now. Ooh, twelve hours. <laughs> Went and did some bloody television. He's too, he's too big for us now, Chris. He's getting. I got <laughs> slimed. I got slimed on live television. Mm, and then you recorded the program. That's me attending there's Hollywood few, parties, by the yeah. way. That's my version of a Hollywood party: going to Glasgow and getting gunged. Hell yeah. How's that fair? I, sh- I should be. I should. I should be at the Viper Rooms. I should be dead outside the Viper Rooms. Mm. Gunge makes Glasgow. Let's get into the headlines. <laughs> Headline number one: Xbox said Starfield topped one million concurrent players on launch day. That's according to Big Philly P. Uh, following the five-day early access period for customers who pre-ordered the premium edition or the constellation edition um which oh here we go uh, a little visual a little visual aid here uh, i've got the 
the Constellation Edition, which uh, I opened it and showed my dad the watch, and he was like, "Can you get another one?" I was like, "That's, that's not not how it works. You can't just infinitely go to whatever bloody sweatshop they made these these thirty pounds thirty pence watches in and ask for another one." But um, this is a uh, it's an interesting metric because obviously, Chris, we hear about uh, these concurrence. Uh, figures from like steam and stuff like that but this is very mm. much phil being like he can see these numbers no one else can see these numbers so we've just got to take yeah, his word on it how, how did this hit you it's an interesting number for him to be touting um considering usually when a big game like this comes out they say oh we've had x number of players since launch and it's weird that he's gone with concurrence instead of total players yeah. so it just it makes it hard to compare to anything else it's lower than i expected me too um, considering but, it's like on launch day it became how, how much is the cheapest game pass like seven quid or something like that yeah it's like it's weird that because i i say i say it feels low purely because it seemed higher earlier in the week mm. when um they they, they it was reported that two hundred and fifty thousand were playing it concurrently on steam and that was people who just had the premium edition who'd actually paid extra to play that and then on top of that you've got to think of the unknown number of concurrents that week that were playing the premium upgrade on Game Pass on their Xbox. Mm. So I would guess you were on about half a million before Game Pass. And then when, so when it came out on Game Pass, there have only been another extra half a million on top of that. It should also be pointed out that concurrent just means people playing it at the same time rather than there'll obviously be a lot more than a million people who have acquired or started playing the game. Just that yeah. about a million at any time have been playing it. I just expected it to be higher. Me too, I expect Because especially after you see the numbers that Baldur's Gate did and like Hogwarts Legacy and those were games that you ostensibly pay full whack for regardless. So like there was no... I mean, there was an early access version of um, Hogwarts, etc. But yeah, maybe the, the actual numbers are higher, but it's just so spread across like... Who, who in their right mind is buying Starfield on Steam when it's like 10 quid on Xbox? Did you think it'd be a bit bigger of a, bigger of a splash, Ethan? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's Bethesda fatigue. Mm. Like you know, I, one of the things. I mean, I, I don't have an Xbox, so you know, I'm I'm not going to be able to play Starfield no one until when worry. if they they port it, which I imagine they won't. No. Uh, but like, when when was the last time uh, Bethesda produced property in this vein came out on launch day and like worked? Well, worked <laughs> is, is, is is the question. I'd say the last one where it was maybe acceptable was. 2015 with Fallout 4? That was eight years ago. Yeah. Like, you know, I wonder if people... Because, you know, there's that Bethesda magic. And, like, Bethesda are obviously a very popular company and the games they make do very well. But I do I do wonder this time if, if people are just sort of like, I'll, I'll wait for patches. You know, because yeah. you've sort of got... I, in my view, you've sort of got a kind of three separate uh, audiences here, three separate customer bases. You've got the people that pre-ordered who were going to basically love it regardless. You've got the people who waited until launch day, and then you've got the people that are hanging on, waiting for it to, you know, stabilise, because I imagine a lot of people think it may be a bit janky. Uh, I haven't played it. I've seen evidence online. Uh, but, um, I don't believe everything you read online. I've got, I've got some... I've got a Matt Letissi um, newsletter that I can send you that gives you a bit of alternative evidence about uh, the state of stuff. I'll do, my, I'll do my own research as soon as I can afford an Xbox. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I do wonder if... I, I, mean, I agree with Chris to an extent. I wonder if... Like, why why go for concurrence over total? Although, that being said, it really... It feels like the concurrence metric has become more popular to talk about maybe within the last six months or so it was never really a thing 
yeah. until maybe, maybe Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, it's a weird one. It's it's straight. I mean, to be fair, and let's let's be fair here. It's only it only came out on Wednesday and it's Thursday now. Um, maybe that's just the first thing they want to show off. Like when when Forza um, Horizon Five came out, it took them a week for them to say, "By the way, ten million people played this in its first week," and we might get the same thing with Starfield. Maybe just for the first x number of hours the concurrence is the is the first thing they can wave at and after 48 hours they're going to say oh five million people have played it or whatever because because a million concurrence means a lot more than a million people have started yeah. it. it's just at any one time a million people have been playing it at exactly the same time so you're talking at least probably three or four million i would imagine have have either started it on game pass or bought the premium edition so it's going to be a big number. It's just I'd wonder if it's going to be by the end of this, by this time next week, if they're going to say oh more than ten million. I'm really curious to see whether it overtakes Forza. Basically, I think I think you're right. Like if we reran this conversation in a week after its sort of first open weekend, yeah. I think we're probably going to be looking at very different numbers. Wednesday, That's, people have yeah. Jobs. Wednesday's a weird release date. I think That's the thing. Game Game Pass thing. players haven't Game Pass players haven't had a weekend with it yet. That's when it'll. You, you, you yeah, that's, when that's when it'll rock it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. it's uh, yeah, yeah. Cheers, because yeah, it's a, a spaceship game. Yeah, about spaceship yeah. rockets and yeah. like a like Elite. Do you remember Elite? Oh, hi. I mean, can I, can I, <laughs> Chris does remember Elite because he's about seventy years old. But I'll just check and see if Elite's in the dream. There we go. Oh, no, guys, but you, you do have, uh, um, of course, you've got Space Channel Five, mm-hmm. which is another wee, uh, the space game that's in there. Um, so yeah, if, if, if you're looking for. Information Space Channel Five. That's in there. Mm. Is that the one with Michael Jackson in it? He briefly cameoed. He was more in the second mm, one. Okay, okay, okay. Space Channel Five t- Part Two. Oh, okay, Space Channel Six, as <laughs> it was known. Uh, where where can you get that book, Chris? Anywhere, mate. Anywhere. <laughs> Woolworths. Woolworths. Mm. Um, Woolworths. Toys R Us. Harvey Nichols. Toy Master. <laughs> Just any, any, anywhere you want, like JJB. Like really weird, really weird places as well, yeah. like like. I was at like a travel agent <laughs> yesterday, and they were selling it, which was really bizarre. I'll head down to my um, local Burton's later. Yeah, do do Burton's H and M are doing it, not River Island, which is which is odd. I expected better from them. Yeah. Um, You're yet to crack yeah, that market. It's a, it's a tough cookie, um, but yeah, basically mainly bookshops I've noticed, um, which is a trend that books generally. Um, so your Amazons, or if you're not into that kind of um, thing, basically anywhere. That selling books is selling it. Basically, probably maybe maybe don't go to a charity shop and get it because I won't get a cut. But anywhere else, I've seen how much you charge for these books. The, the, the charity shop would be out of business if they started trying to flog that tripe. Um, in my town, it's this is the mark of a of a, of a dying Britain. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my town, <laughs> a charity shop closed. Hey. That, that's how bad things are getting. British Heart Foundation is no longer. We tore the British heart out of this community. (laughs) (laughs) Story number two. Mortal Kombat 1. Speaking of tearing hearts out. Story number two. Mortal Kombat 1. Sitting staring you in the face. (laughs) As players get the Switch version early. um, As first reported by MP1ST. uh, Reddit user... why does everything have to happen on Reddit so I have to read these clowns' names? Um, the, basically, somebody got hold of the Switch version and uh, the roster do be out there. Um, I'm, I'm, 
if you want to know the entire roster google it i feel as it's, it's, it's in a weird situation where I, I, we've not printed the entire roster and yeah. everywhere i go to is like but what we can say is that they announced last night that Megan Fox is in it now. Yeah, unfortunately not as, playing as Megan someone... Fox. She's just playing. She's playing Natara. Um, uh, I mean, I mean. See, um... for me, much like much like Street Fighter, <laughs> Mortal Kombat needs about five characters, right? Sub Zero, Scorpion, Melina, Raiden, mm, Boraicho. Then you've got then you've got a real Mortal Kombat game going. See you, you. You've you've named three more characters than I would use. <laughs> <laughs> Sub Zero and Scorpion, job done. <laughs> and really, you just need the ninja from. one, the woman one, and the other one. That's exactly. <laughs> that's basically all you need. Job, job done. Um, um, apparently, the yeah Switch version is rotten. Chris, can, can you pick your jaw up off the floor? Uh, that the Switch version of this PS5 game doesn't run very well. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, hold uh, my opinion on the switch version until we actually see the final version because this chancer has leaked it two weeks before it came out and you always get day one patches and all he's showed so far is uh, basically there's videos doing the rounds and he showed an opening cutscene which has this big freeze halfway through it <laughs> and you're like that looks rough as hell but again like i said there could be a patch coming out it might just be something up with the, with the way that specific cutscene loader i'm going to wait and see we, we we know more than anyone how knee-jerk the internet loves to be so no. um Certainly, the the, the pre switch versions of the previous Mortal Kombat games were actually surprisingly half decent mm. considering um, the hardware. So I think they'll, they'll do okay with it. So I'm going to wait and see. Um, I'm just up for it. I'm, I'm just I, I'm looking forward just for a new Mortal Kombat. Um, that trailer they did with Batista was like absolutely perfect. Um, so I'm 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 pumped for it. We try and hopefully can get a hold of the pre, the pre order thing that lets you put Jean Claude Van Damme in it. That's like the perfect. Um, the perfect addition. Um, not too fussed about Megan Fox, like, but they they do that a lot, don't they? That bring slide. I mean, Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey, the worst perform. And I will say this about Ronda Rousey because she's a terrible human being. Um, the worst <laughs> performance in maybe the history of recorded media. Um, it was truly like you'd got some wee Johnny Lassie off the street to record Sonya Blade's voice lines. It was like you're going down, Cage. And I mean, she was never a great promo, but come on, you'd think that she had a bit of, a bit of fire. Ethan, you're an actor. Um, I am. Why is, <laughs> right, this is a genuine question. Why does so much, like, um, voiceover work sound so stilted when it actually comes out? Is it because people are recording themselves in a booth? There's, like, an isolation factor? You've got no energy to work off of? What's the problem? Part, part of it is energy. Like, you know, if you're recording voiceover, you tend to be sort of isolated in a booth in some dingy studio in the warren of london soho um and so like you know you're, you're basically just feeding back from what you're seeing on the screen so i can see sometimes while it's stilted i will push back there's a the only really notice bad vo when it's bad like good mm -hmm. vo you don't notice that's yeah. that's part of the magic that's part of the the real sort of the wizardry of acting um <laughs> fuck off <laughs> <laughs> Ronda Rousey is not is not is not an actor, no, uh, or a wizard, oh, yeah. or a wizard <laughs> indeed. Um, although maybe, uh, but uh, <laughs> like that's that 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 to me sometimes is the issue. Like I don't I I don't go in for stunt casting, but like you know clearly some bean counter, uh, Nether Realm uh, looked at sort of like oh Ronda Rousey. Ed she's, Boone. She, Ethan Lawrence she, calls she, Ed Boone a bean counter on the VGC podcast. Well, you know, Ronda Rousey's popular. Well, I guess we'll put her in the game. No, you should 
especially with the strikes going on, guys. You know the strikes that are going on in the mm-hmm. states right now. You should you should really support. Like are, you know, are you are you are you a scab by appearing on this podcast? Have you, have uh, no, you I'm not a member of SAG after or the WGA because mm. far from what you believe, I've never been to America. Mm, not sure about mm-hmm. that. I am. Wait, do they show do, do they show do they show horrible histories in America? Uh, no, well they maybe do, but I make it over here, so oh, inequity isn't on strike. So he's, he's changing his tune. He's got it. He's it's got the it. same he's story. It's the same story. Got, equity isn't on strike. Prepared. Mm. He's got the pre-prepared excuses. Are then. you prepared to call a strike on this podcast? Uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> on behalf of everyone. I'll, I'll withdraw my labour from the VGC podcast, absolutely. No. Because <laughs> in response to never sad, getting paid for this and being sent the prep. A sad day. Being sent the prep for the show five minutes after the show was supposed to have started. That is a new low from executive producer Jordan Midler. <laughs> Look, I've got. Think, you'd think that. I've got, yeah, I was about to say you'd think that's a new law. I've, I had, I've got two dogs that needed a piss. Okay, and if they didn't piss, they would have pissed everywhere, and that just delayed the podcast further. So, um, speaking of piss, uh, Zelda producer says there is no plans for Tears of the Kingdom DLC. Speaking to wow. Famitsu. Uh, Eiji Anuma said there are no plans for additional content in the game as the team felt like they did everything they could in terms of gameplay opportunities. At this time, we're not planning to release additional content, Anuma said, translated by VGC. We feel like we've already fully explored and exhausted the gameplay possibilities. Um, Chris, they they just about got away with using this Hyrule again by uh, flip reversing and maxing it out cool. Um, Do you think DLC would maybe be ripping the pish a little bit as we like to say in these co- in, the, in these shows a wee bit um i'm i'm actually pleasantly refreshed by this uh this is it's nice for finally for a developer to say now nah, mate it's done yeah like it, 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 we've done we, that's the game piss off see, see that endless <laughs> game we made is finished see that massive like ridiculous mechanical masterpiece we made you don't need any more of it it's, it's okay now no, I mean, I, I, I don't get me wrong. I, I wouldn't have minded them bringing back the motorbike just for a laugh. <laughs> but, 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 like, if, if in terms of if they've basically exhausted everything they possibly could do in that world, then there's no point trying to make up like half-assed stuff just just for the sake of adding extra content to it. I mean, the game sold eleven thousand billion copies. Like, they don't need to. They're in a position where they really don't need to put DLC on top of that because I think they've made a decent chunk of change from it already. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's fine. Like for by, I've still not played it yet. I'm saving it till Christmas. Um, that in Starfield, I'm saving it till Christmas. How much time do you have for Christmas? I know, um, but yeah, but but by all accounts, it's fantastic. So like, why um, why spoil the pig? by putting odd seasoning on it there's a metaphor for you oh, that yeah. I just made up that, that famous <laughs> Glasgow pro, uh, proverb not pro I nearly said pronoun there there's, there's no. no pronouns in the VGC no podcast pro- don't worry <laughs> that bloody baldy egg's about to explode um, <laughs> Ethan are you are you a man that holds on for like if you're really into a game would you buy a big expansion or do you just like play a game finish it next one uh, depends on the game really um, yeah. like you know uh you know, not, not to deviate too much from the chat, but like, you know, I recently just finished a replay of Elden Ring mm-hmm. and really looking forward to the DLC for that. Generally yeah. because FromSoft DLC is very substantial. Like, you know, you practically get a whole extra module on top. Some are a bit more thin. Uh, it, yeah, it really does depend on how 
how how the game was when I played his base content as to whether I'm interested in moving forward. I agree with Chris. Once again, I sound like a broken record, but it is genuinely nice for someone to come out and go, yeah, that's yeah, we're not doing any DLC for it. It completely negates any opportunity for people to bitch and moan about when's the DLC coming. We know there isn't. And there's, as he said, plenty of game there already. Also, do we believe him? I was going to say, until they do announce DLC a year from now and then people bitching more about that. Well, there, there to us. That. There's no but, um, trust in this world anymore. <laughs> There's always that classic, we have no plans for DLC at this time. Yeah. So then a year from now, I said, well, that was then. I wasn't a lion. <laughs> we started working on it the day after that interview was conducted. Thanks very much. <laughs> what if they do DLC, but it's exclusive to Super Switch? Because it's like, oh, it's so powerful. The game barely ran on the original Switch. So what if we get it with this DLC? Why is only see on if they just Switch? brought out here's Tears of the Kingdom enhanced, and it runs at sixty, um, and here's the bike. Yeah, job done. I'd be all I'll over be eighty that. quid, like, please. I'd be all over that. Like wait on race. Yeah. <laughs> you wait for Christmas twenty twenty five to play that. <laughs> I think we're getting into this weird. We're obviously very much in this weird stage where everyone's just being a bit kind of petty about what's next from Nintendo. Like then, obviously, whatever the next Zelda. I think the next Zelda releases will be them finally getting off their arse and putting out those, uh, uh, putting out like Wind Waker and stuff like that, and just be like, okay, here's a here's the Christmas game. Get that out next to Mario and stuff like that. They're, they're going to have to because the next proper Zelda game is now clearly years away. Yeah. Um. So they're going to have to put something in there to kind of keep the fans ticking over while they wait for the next big one. So yeah, you'll get your Wind Waker HD. Um. They'll they'll port over Twilight Princess. Um, because it's done already on on Wii U. Um, those will be the the obvious ones, and then they'll boast that Switch is the only place to play every Zelda game ever. Mm, well, every console Zelda game. I don't think you can play the handheld games on Switch, can you? Not the DS ones, I yeah. suppose. Yeah, but but um, unless they add uh, ports of Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks. I mean, uh, what was the one on 3DS? Like between, between worlds, worlds. Like between yeah, worlds people were yeah. mad into that. So maybe, um, yeah, it's a, it's a weird situation. I feel like the po- Pokemon's going to be in the same in the same realm where they're like next up is probably remakes of Black and White or a, or a new Legends game or whatever. But it's um, if Super Switch is next year, I wonder if they'll just be like, oh, well, we've been working on this for a while. The remakes will go on regular Switch, and then the first Pokemon game you see on Super Switch will be like Generation Ten or whatever. Whatever. What are, what are the two colors it's going to be, Ethan? Oh, heaven knows. I mean, do you, re- do you really need a brand new console to run a Pokemon game? They look like shit anyway. Not well. You you, you, you categorically do not, but there is there is a there there is a. I don't know if you know, but Pokemon's the most popular media franchise in the history. That I've, so personally, I've never heard of it. Yeah. So to to go. Uh, water and super- sand. That's going to be the next one. Water and Pokemon sand. Pokemon sand. Ooh. Pokemon green and white. But yeah, I think there's a there's a, there's a weird situation. Um, I think I'll be Pokemon, Pokemon smooth and Pokemon with bits in it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go around the panel. Ethan Lawrence, orange juice smooth or with bits in it? Uh, bits, please. Off. Oh, f- I'm sorry for the language, but fuck off. With Why? Bits because I'm a grown up. Oh, look at me. I love having wee bits of, like, fruit skin in my mouth, Chris. Smooth, I'm Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't discredit either of, of you. I just think you just got some growing up to do, that's all. A couple of smoothies. <laughs> Shut it, just because you're 55. 
<laughs> you're talking I'm 40 so let's not let's not start the age wars I'm, I'm, I'm losing Ethan has um, the advantage of when whenever you google Ethan Lawrence the first thing that comes up is a picture of him as a as a young man dressed as a teenager so he's he's forever young <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a beautiful young boy it's a it's a it's a real fountain of youth google yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to use progressively younger and younger photos of you in the thumbnail what actually what actually comes up these days we search because for the longest time it was a northern irish salsa teacher um which is which is a real which was a real hit to the confidence what's well, me now that's good oh yeah <laughs> I, I, well, that, that shows what you've been googling <laughs> actually i actually said tweeting my daughter so i should probably stop tweeting her yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, See, i'm but just getting for lo- the most part it's me i'm just getting loads of pictures of uh the different generations of your ridiculous trims also I'd like to put out a contest to the the VGC massive. If you Google Chris Scullion uh, on the on the images page on the third row, there is a picture of Chris holding up a Wii U tablet with um a, a, a picture of what I presume is FIFA on it, and he's pointing at it. I'd like yeah. to put out a little Photoshop contest to the VGC massive. Tweet me your photoshopped image of Chris holding something up on that Wii U tablet. Well, you'd be photoshopping a Photoshop because there was fuck all on that screen when I took that photo. That's why you look happy. And, uh, and, and they, they just photoshopped FIFA onto it. Um, you, so yeah, you'll be, it'll be, you'll be meta Photoshop. And actually, if you Google my name and do the image search, the second row at the end is that um, salsa teacher, Chris Scullion, IT consultant, is the is the salsa oh. teacher who's been taking over my. I say taking over my identity. To be fair, it's he's 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 as um, welcome to the name as I am. <laughs> he started, he started writing <laughs> Dreamcast really books. But anyway, whoever sends me the funniest Photoshop of Chris holding that uh, Wii U tablet, I'll send them a code for a game. Uh, they're, they're they're coming out my my ears and man box. So it might be some absolute shite, or it might be like NBA Two K Twenty Seven. Who can say? But, um, um, bold of them to send that to you. Uh, <laughs> that's quite a lead time. <laughs> we always get the NBA games that early. What are you talking about? Anyway, well, he's, he's got to write a guide story. after all. <laughs> uh, you know what won't be coming out until maybe twenty twenty five. You can see that you can see yeah. the gears turning. You can, there. I'm, I'm whipping us back into shape on this podcast. Here we go. It sounds like Bethesda's Indiana Jones game will be revealed in 2024. See when they said whip? Yeah. That was, that, that was, yeah, that I, was I, I briefly yeah. forgot because I didn't really have much time to read the running order because yeah, he sent it five minutes after the podcast no, started. It was quite, it was quite. I bet yeah. he's did not quite see tardy. that coming. Um, announced in 2021, the title's development at Machine Games, who did those Wolfenstein games recently. Um, Bethesda's Todd Howard has been doing the rounds talking to uh, the, the fancy establishment like uh, Esquire and some little rat at GQ that uh, I, I will remain nameless. Quote, I am a giant Indiana Jones fan. I, I can be brought to video games in such a unique way. The game is obviously you're exploring stuff. It's about him. So if you're playing the game, how do you feel about it? This is what he said. I, I, just I know, as I'm it's, this, just, it's salad. It's absolute word I salad. Like, uh, I, 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 the game is about exploring and it's about him. Yeah, I should fucking about him. hope so, yeah. Todd. But. Oh, I thought it was going to be about Marion Ravenwood. <laughs> of course it's about Indiana Jones. It's about Tony, it's about Tony Robinson. It's a, it's a time team reboot. So that Shia LaBeouf comes back. You play as Mutt in a first-person shooter. Mutt Quest. <laughs> According to the report, Howard wasn't allowed to reveal more about the game, but as the interview... Was it allowed? Off, By who? I know, I know, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> we'll talk next year. Uh, it's... Chris, is this game just going to be uh, Indiana Jones Uncharted? Because that's what my money's on. It suits me. It, it, it blows my mind that a franchise like Indiana Jones has had like 
two good games, three good games in the history of it. The two uh, point and clicks on the Amiga, and then Lego Indiana Jones. Mm. Um, everything else has been dog shit. Um, or you're going to get people say, "What about the N64 one? What about it, mate?" Um, the, 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 it's just it's crazy that it, it, it lends itself so much to video games um, and yet so many old school Indiana Jones games have been really underwhelming um, so yeah I'd, 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 I'd be happy with an Uncharted ripoff um, because basically it just needs to do what Tomb Raider's been doing all this time because that's Tomb Raider does Indiana Jones like better than Indiana Jones games do so yeah, I, th- I, I wonder what it'll be because obviously Machine Games, their pedigree is these like big bombastic shooters. I think the the story and stuff for the Indiana Jones game is probably going to be pretty solid because I really liked those Wolfenstein ones. But um, here's a question, Ethan: In this Indiana Jones game, does it look like Harrison Ford? Well, it's it's going to be about exploration. It's going to be about him. So if mm-hmm. it doesn't look like Harrison Ford, then that that's not him. And I can't imagine Todd Howard would lie to us. But here's the thing. <laughs> Is it going to be Harrison Ford, or is it going to be the legally alternative uh, equivalent of Harrison Ford? Uh, do you know, maybe we should just go the whole hog and use Tom Selleck. Yes. He was originally going to play mm. Indiana Jones. Let's have a let's have an alternate That's universe true. Indiana Jones where he was played by Tom Selleck. And then we'll make a Friends game where Harrison Ford <laughs> plays uh, Dr. Richard, the, the, the guy that does the eyes. What's that called? An, an, what's the eye? Americans call it an eye doctor, but what's it actually called? Optician. Optician, thank you. You're welcome. This, this is a bit of a segue, but it's, I, I read about this the other day and it's been on my mind ever since. Um, just when you were talking about um, that. Uh, so, speaking so, of apparently, seeing. Speaking, yeah. of, speaking, of, speaking of Earth. He's not a promoter. Um, the, so, you know, my mind's gone black. The, the big crime TV show from years ago. <laughs> Sopranos. Sopranos. <laughs> so the, Big crime. Uh, you, know, uh, you know what's bad? As soon as you said that, I was like, is he going to fucking? Is he going to so, say Sopranos? So there's a point. Apparently, there's a point in Sopranos where somebody makes a reference to the Gilmore Girls TV show, mm-hmm. meaning that that TV show exists in the Sopranos universe. Uh-huh. There's a scene in the Gilmore Girls one episode where they talk about watching the Sopranos on TV. Mm-hmm. So that means at some point, someone in the Sopranos was watching the Gilmore Girls and then saw the Gilmore Girls watching their life on TV. Which would have blown their minds because then, well, like, what the hell? How come I'm on the tube? Is, is, that, is, that, your, is that your Gilmore Girls? That was my Irish. That was my Irish. That was my Irish accent. Um, but right, so, so I, I don't know. Ever, ever since uh, someone said that online, it's just been on my mind the entire time that that those two universes coexist. But in the Gilmore Girls universe, Sopranos is on TV. Mm. There was a thing in the in the early internet, like way back in the thing, where there was like some there was some some tally show that didn't do anything but because it like crossed over with some shows like it ended up being like this Bad enormous education. graph <laughs> enough <laughs> absolutely enough out of you but <laughs> it ended up being this enormous graph that like brought in like x files and the simpsons and it was like oh all of these exist in the same continuity and it's like it's crazy days. yeah it's just it's like, these it's theories like that. man all these theories it's like a big, massive chart you can get that every every person Ryu has ever fought against, because of all the Street Fighter crossovers. It's basically this is one enormous universe where everyone, uh, almost every game exists because Ryu has appeared in so many. Like you put him in Smash Brothers, that means Street Fighter universe exists alongside the Mario universe, the Metroid universe, Splatoon, like all those other universes. I would love to um, see Ryu in the Mushroom Kingdom. 
Let's just punch and fuck out a Goomba. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, uh, Chris, I, I never watched the, the, the Mario Wonder Direct because I was too busy playing Starfield. I don't think we talked mm. about it. Are you excited? Yeah. That was my, that was me that was me auditioning yeah. <laughs> for the role. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Yeah, I'm me, Mario. Um yeah, it, it looks it looks it looks excellent. Uh, um there's a lot of I saw somebody moaning on, on the comments saying, Well, I can't believe they've revealed everything. I said, Well it was only fifteen minutes long, so if that's if that's everything, that's a pretty shit game. Um no, I mean the power ups are like your typical Mario power ups, an elephant, a bubble flower. Um, and some other pish. Um I don't like the fact that Daisy's playable in it because I've long disliked that character. Really? Um, that, You've never brought it up mm, before. I mean, I, I try, I try to keep it hidden, but uh, sometimes it bubbles up. The the uh, the whole online stuff is is probably the best compromise they could have done because people want online Mario multiplayer, but I don't think they really do want it because that would be infuriating if it ever happened. So instead, you play online at the same time as people's ghosts, and if they get in trouble in their game, you can help their ghost, and that's the only time you can interact with them. Mm. And then you get like community points, or whatever it's called, for helping people out, and then that kind of builds up. So yeah, I'm I'm up for it. It looks it looks fantastic. Um, it looks like it might be difficult because they're 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 pushing the idea of applying badges to give you. Um, bonuses and power ups and stuff at each stage, so you, it gives you the feeling that this is going to be on the trickier side, which is which is good. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm up for it. I want a new 3D Mario so badly. I love Mario Odyssey. What a perfect game that is! Um, Wonderful game. It's coming. I mean, you, I, I think that's going to be launch or close to launch for Super Switch. Yeah, we're just officially calling it the Super Switch now. Do you know what Super Switch needs to have? A bit a better abbreviation. No, no, a personality. <laughs> a personality, yes, a yes. Personality. That's the one with. thing the Switch is missing is just even the Wii U, when you started the Wii U up and all the Wii Mii's ran on in the middle of the screen and they had the Miiverse, which was like fantastic and now it's just, it's so cold and like it works fine. Like the, the UI's nice and fast, which the Wii U certainly wasn't. It was awful, but it just feels, it doesn't have that charm the 3DS had. Um, like the 3DS was a joy before you even played anything. Uh, the Switch, the, 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 ever since launch, the Switch has had that option in the menus for a theme, and it's always just been black or white. <laughs> it's like, mate, that that theme menu's screaming for new stuff to go in. Yeah, I think Andy posited this, but they were. Uh, do you think it was just a case of them being like, we are so desperate for a win here, we can't have weirdness. It just has to be the most bread and butter like games console of all yeah. time, and that's kind of what it is. Um, but yeah, I I would like some weirdness. Let's make friend codes three times as long. That's what I would say. We don't need. We don't need to be. Uh... Oh, here's a question. And I was thinking about this when I was adding people uh, on Pokemon Go recently. Which, by the way, if you, if you still play Pokemon Go and you're listening to this podcast, go on my my ex profile at Jordan Midler and add me because I need to send people uh, gifts. Where's if you're last still time? playing Pokemon Go in the year of our Lord 2023, oh, there's mate, something wrong with you. It, it's <laughs> tremendous. It's, 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 what a game. What an absolute massive waste of time. But it's, it's, <laughs> I open my phone, I play Pokemon Go. That's it. That's what I do. Is, um, aren't Pokemon, all games Pokemon a waste Go. of time? I think so. Isn't but... both your careers just a pissing in the wind? That's, I mean, that's why I do things like the Dreamcast Encyclopedia, because hey, when, I, when, hey. I'm dust, when I'm dust, that'll still exist. You know? So, mm. I mean, between me dying and like, the nuke that obliterates everything like i'll still exist in a sense so your death yeah. will be the nuke that obliterates everything have you ever I mean, seen once once i'm gone is there any point in anyone else continuing it have you ever seen when uh like 
when like an animal dies in the wild and then it starts expanding and then all the lions try to attack it and it is that not akira <laughs> <laughs> i saw this video right of this hippo that died and it it, it was like it was like bloating and expanding and all these lions were trying to rip it apart and the caption on tiktok was like watch these lions go flying and i wanted to see a lion get shot 400 feet in the air with this the internal gas and all it did was its innards flew at his asshole that was it that was the explosion that's what's going to happen to chris Goy. no i, I can't <laughs> one, I, I, one just, can dream. Just, just speaking of that anecdote jordan i can't imagine how disappointed you were that, oh yeah <laughs> flipping through tiktok and thinking oh Maybe a lion will go flying, and what actually happened was a load of intestines fell out of an ass. Yeah. What a I life mean, you lead. I, I know. <laughs> the video was about 40 minutes long as well. I was just sitting there like, come on, one of these days. Speaking of intestines flying out of an ass, what about Redfall, John? Way! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bethesda's head of publishing and most ambitious man in the world, Pete Hines, says the company will make Redfall a good game. Uh, despite the underwhelming reception at launch, speaking to GI.biz, the house of Chris Ring, Heinz uh, was asked about the reception to the game. Uh, quote, we are always in a process of learning. So that's not new for us. We don't like feelings to meet players' expectations. At the same time, we are a company that has, that has had launches that didn't go the way we wanted. And we won't quit or abandon stuff just because it didn't start right. Tell that to the wet franchise. Uh, quote the Elder Scroll Online's PC launch was not flawless but we stuck with it now it's an insanely popular multi-platform it's the same with Fallout 76 Redfall is no different for us um <clears throat> sorry I was just I was just laughing at that sorry yeah look look <laughs> you have to say this the game the game's st- the body's still warm at this point there's people with Redfall tattoos that have still got itchy arms but they're, they're, they're never they're never gonna sort Redfall are they Ethan what's there to salvage yeah, and g- God bless them bringing up the Elder Scrolls and Fallout. You know, venerable franchises that yeah. have been going for decades. Being they're like, bre- they're bread and butter. Redfall is the same as these. Yeah, it is the same. It's no, exactly it's not. <laughs> Fuck off. It's like, yeah, just because. I mean, obviously, we didn't uh, leave our two biggest franchises out to die. We're definitely going to protect. What's his name? Red. Red vampire. Vampire man. Yeah, <laughs> checking his tattoo. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've got a watch that I'm, I'm checking my uh, Starfield watch it just says Redfall on it um, you, you yeah, have to paint that, it on <laughs> Redfall 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 Chris you're, you're, you've saved Redfall for Christmas so you're looking forward to it <laughs> I think you'll find I've saved it for Thanksgiving oh, I can't, yeah. I'm, I'm just not that patient um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, 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 for starters, they need to make it 60 frames a second like they said they were going to because that's that's the one thing. I, I, frame rate isn't a thing that I care that much about, but a lot of people get a bee in their bonnet about it, and I think just purely for the optics, they need to get that running at 60 just so that people will shut up about it, not running at so 60. So the four people still playing Redfall will shut up about it? All of them. The, 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 those, that, that one four-player co-op game um, can, can finally like play, play happily. Um, I don't know. I think it's salvageable, but I think the problem is by the time it's salvaged, people won't care. Um, yeah. Like they say, they have they have done it with other stuff, but Elder Scrolls Online and Fallout seventy six are like on MMO type games where people are supposed to keep coming back to them. Redfall isn't. Redfall, to to the best of my knowledge, is like a linear story. It's like a Left for Dead situation, isn't it? Um, so it's not like it's not like Elder Scrolls Online where you're meant to come back to it for months and months and months and months 
Um, so nobody's going to care by the time it's fixed. Like if it's not in a decent state at launch, you've got at best a few weeks to sort it and then people move on. There's rare exceptions like Cyberpunk, but that's because Cyberpunk was so high profile um, and people desperately wanted that to work um, that when they finally kind of turned Cyberpunk around and got it playable, there were enough people still about to say, hey, it's good now, it's good now, honestly, come back. By the time Redfall's fixed, people will have moved on. You've got uh, Starfield now, Forza's coming out, all the Xbox fans have, will move on to a different exclusive that they can kind of pin their hats to and just kind of uh, just pretend fall it didn't uh, pretend Redfall didn't happen basically. Am I right in thinking that it was sold as a live service, or am I making that up? Yeah, I believe that. I think it's live service adjacent. Yeah, I think they sold like a version that comes with a couple of seasons worth of shite or something. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is always going to be the issue. I think I brought it up on this podcast before. The issue with every game being a live service game is that not everyone has unlimited time. No. And Redfall fell out the gate. No one's coming back. God bless it. But it'll take it'll need to take something special from a live service game to to get me off my daily routine of Disney Speedstorm, WWE, Two K Twenty Three, and eventually EA Sports FC Twenty Four. Like good good luck to you getting me get me off one of those. He's I, a sportsman and a Disney yeah. man. Yeah, big Disney Lorcana fan uh, over here. No, loves no, Disney. He loves no. trading cards. Does Mac Fuck your cards. <laughs> um, we're going to go and take a break and then when we come back I want to hear who Ethan has been feeling up in Baldur's Gate 3 we'll be <laughs> right back and we are back the biggest game of the year didn't come out on Xbox this week it came out on Playstation ah, and I'm talking of course about <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3. Please don't ever do crowd noise again. <laughs> I mean, the crowd was going wild. Uh, Ethan, you've been playing Baldur's Gate 3, a game that I dislike more every time I play it. How have you been finding it? Uh, well, I was on, I, I not playing it on PC um, because my PC can only just about run this, uh, this online meeting. Uh, it wouldn't be able to cope <laughs> with Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, so I'm on the PlayStation. I had the uh, uh, got the early access pre-order. So I've been playing it for basically the last week. I'm about 20 or so hours deep. Uh, I really like it. Um, it has some issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, largely the fiddliness of everything. Like without a uh, mouse and keyboard, it is, a, it, is, it is a bit of a bother having to flip through everything. Yeah, it's uh, astonishingly fiddly. Uh, but you know, you've, I'm I'm learning to cope with it. Having a background in uh, Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition helped because it meant there wasn't such a steep learning curve for how the, all the mechanics work. So really, I'm just learning how to micromanage faster. Mm. Uh, but uh, ultimately, I'm I'm really enjoying it. Um, you know, I may end up falling off it, but for now, I'm still you know deep in Act One, and I'm I'm really genuinely having a lot of fun with it. I think it's very well written. Um, I do I'm, I disagree with you on in terms of the combat, Jordan. Actually, I actually really like it. See, so I'm at a bit where it's just like every every thing that i'm meant to be doing is basically too hard like every every fight will start and it'll roll for initiative and my team will just get wiped and there doesn't seem to be any way for me to like 
like I don't know if I've, we've just been playing this wrong and I've just not been leveling my characters in the correct way or whatever. But you just need you just need to if you want better initiative, you need to spec your characters for initiative. Astarians are rogue, so you can you know you can always get him to go first. There's a way around yeah, this, Jordan. I, You've I've just got, got to think. Astorian, I would never think. Astorian always <laughs> goes first, but then when he hits people for like three damage, like it's just he's so. Well, that's why you use sneak attack. So you set up advantage and you st- again. This is why I did say this initially. If you aren't familiar with 5th edition of Dungeons and Dragons, that is going to be a steep learning curve. Yeah, and I'm not familiar because I'm not a fucking nerd. I just want to play a nice RPG. How many Pokemon cards have you got? I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a fucking nerd, says the guy who was just saying, oh, but he has the first turn and then has, does three damage. It's like, my sperm count is dropping just listening to you. 15,000 Pokemon cards and I'm the nerd. That's that's conservative, to be honest. But, um, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I love... Oh, I love Baldur's Gate. See, Baldur's Gate, me and Baldur's Gate go way back. We're good mates. See, as soon as Baldur's Gate wants me to do any combat shit and not just talk to people my eyes roll into my head at 1000 bpm i don't know if it's just a case of maybe because i'm on the pc version i just need to cheat and give myself like a million xp and then just enjoy it that way because i like the story but i don't really care about the combat even even early in the game when i was feeling balanced with the combat i wasn't really enjoying it that much like it was just something about it that didn't hit for me could you um, were you playing on sort of like the i can't remember the name of it but sort of like the native version of medium or normal difficulty i just whatever the standard is i always just yeah I, I mean I, if you wanted to roll back to there's no shame in rolling back to easy if the combat's too crunchy because yeah. ultimately that they even describe that mode as being if you're interested in the story and not really that bothered with the crunchy combat mechanics go for it yeah i think i, mean, I, if, I, think if, I probably will Baldur's Gate is all well and good, but can I interest you in El Dorado Gate, oh, okay. uh, Volume One to Seven, the, the, the seven-part Capcom RPG released on the Dreamcast? Um, I'm sure everyone knows what it is anyway, but for those who, the, the couple of people who don't, you can read about it in the Dreamcast Encyclopedia. Just saying. Hmm, did you you played through all of the games to completion in this encyclopedia before writing about them? I presume. Um, I, I I've I got close to it. Mm-hmm. I I know. But basically, the Japanese section is all visual novels about chatting up schoolgirls, so I kind of gave them a bit so of you a complete, you complete the, oh, <laughs> so, so I rinsed those, and then like just didn't bother didn't with the rest of the games. Speaking of uh, that kind of filth, Ethan, the, are you are you hooting it and touring it? Are you shagging everybody in your party, or are you being a bit more, uh, are you being a respectful gentleman? And also, uh, how are you playing Baldur's Gate? Wait! <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, well, I've, f- first of all, it's important to point out, and here we go. There's going to be this. This is this is probably going to be the most controversial part of the episode. I have a character that I put in all the games, and it is mm-hmm. not it is not me, and she is not male. She is called Dorothy Allen, mm. and uh, she she's great. She's an Elden Lord. Uh, she's the uh, the master of the hunt. She's done so much. Elden uh, so, Lady, surely. What's that? Elden Lady, surely. They never distinguish that, you know. It's very yeah. strange. It's all very, mm. all very, all very patriarchal in in the lands between. I mean, that was Japan. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so at, at the moment, I'm sort of, I'm, I'm not, I'm not diving in too deeply because, like, you know, lots of characters, lots of hunky boys and sexy ladies, mm. and so I've got, I've got to decide which way Dorothy Allen's going to swing and who she's going to fill with her toothpaste of love. <laughs> That's the show title. Um, <laughs> I would recommend Carlac. Carlac's my my number one. She's my. I'm leaning one. towards Carlac at the minute because like she she can step on my face anytime. Yeah, I would like to uh, to step on your face from a great height. 
Um, Chris, you've been playing. Why? Why would week? you say that to me? Because <laughs> I like threat them. Our guests. You wouldn't even. You wouldn't even. You wouldn't even show up when I was in Glasgow. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I was actually showing up. I was descending from my great height to land in your face. But you were. You were too busy in your. Uh, your posh uh, woke lovey lefty BBC hotel waiting for your uh, <laughs> waiting for your TV appearance. Oh, those bloody woke hotels! Yeah, hotels, I, I believe they call yeah. them. <laughs> Chris, what have you been doing this week? Apart from um, kiss, kissing your books. <laughs> I'll tell you, the covers actually hold up well to a lot of saliva. Oh, um, yeah. I know, the... I spit on them regularly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. There you we go. Still bought um, them, though, didn't you? Uh, you know, I know you don't even buy them. I know, I know. The, the, I've been playing Forza, but I can't talk about that till next week. I can only literally say I'm playing it. Um, so we're doing a, there'll be a preview up on Monday, um, written and video form. Um, but so that's literally I, I can't even say whether I love it or hate everything about it. Um, we'll just need to hold fire. And can you fill week, anyone uh, with your toothpaste of love in it? I'm, I'm not in the preview code. Um, <laughs> that'll be a day I'll, one patch. I know, I'll be, they'll, they'll patch that in it. Um, there, yeah, so there, I was going to say there's plenty of crests in it, but that, that's, that's <laughs> such a kind of odd odd racing term that is probably not that funny, so I'll, I just won't say it. Um, but yeah, other, other than that, um, yeah, I've just been playing the same old shite. <laughs> the same stuff I always play. Um, it's just really, and doing my, my Game Boy books. I'm playing constantly playing Game Boy games, mm. um, which is a blessing and a curse because there's some amount of shite on the Game Boy. Have some you, amount got, of shite. Have you got the Pokemon yet? No, not yet. Um, He's still in the That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the only games that matter. I'm playing Balloon Kid. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that that's that's basically my been my life has been mm. um, Forza and then game boy <laughs> quite a quite a, a diverse range i am also playing a game that i cannot talk about um but i will let ethan guess um and if he's correct i will say yes go on ethan one guess what am i playing right now for oh, I, I, I don't care what you do yes correct and before we go uh, ladies and gentlemen the the video game chat has concluded for this episode okay so i will just warn you there is one more story on the docket, and it is the reason for this podcast's inception. Um, if, if you're going to if you're going to peace out now, fair enough. If you're not into this, fine. D- Twitter: Jordan Medler, Skull eighteen eighty eight, uh, Ethan Lawrence fifty five, Ethan um, D Lawrence. Let's make sure we get that right. Okay, Ethan D-, Ethan D Lawrence fifty five, W A T P. But next up, the final story: CM Punk has been fired by AEW after a backstage altercation. Now, um, last last a uh, couple of weeks ago, AEW uh, had a show in London that I was sadly not able to attend because I was, I was there. Were you? Were I you was. There? Why did you not stop it? Um, because I was attending. Because he was a... taking part in the stadium stampede. Yeah. <laughs> I was busy getting stabbed in the face with a fork by John Moxley. <laughs> um, I was seeing Boy Genius in Edinburgh with my partner, which I mean, I was absolutely wrecked. So I could have maybe sorted this out. Uh, following this, there was chat that CM Punk and one Jungle Boy Jack Perry, uh, son of Luke Perry, God rest him, um, had got into a bit of an altercation backstage, um, which led to the following statement from AEW and Tony Khan. <coughs> oh, wait a Do a Tony list. Khan impression. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to. I'm just getting the statement up, right? I need, I need, I need to write down the battle for this. Uh, 
Wait, okay. Count the blinks, Chris. Count the blinks. All Elite Wrestling, AEW has terminated the wrestler and employment agreement between Phil Brooks, CM Punk, and AEW with cause immediately effect. The termination was confirmed by Tony Khan, CEO, general manager, and head of creative. The termination follows a week-long investigation for an incident occurring backstage at AEW All in London on Sunday, August 27th. Following the investigation, the AEW Discipline Committee met <laughs> and later convened with an oh, outside God. legal counsel before making unanimous recommendations to Can that CM Punk will be terminated with cause. Can offered the following statement. Phil played an important role within AEW and we thank him for his contributions. The termination of his AEW contract with Cause is ultimately my decision and mine alone. Of course, I wish I didn't have to share this news, which may come as a disappointment to our fans. Nevertheless, I'm making the decision in the best interests of the amazing people who make AEW possible every week. Our talent, staff, venue operators and many others whose efforts are unsung but essential in bringing our fans the greatest show on television at arenas and stadiums throughout the world. I'm just surprised just that, I'm, is that it's Tony Khan makes it look a lot easier than it is, apparently. I, I know. I'm just surprised that Tony Khan said Khan offered the following statement. That's <laughs> <laughs> really, it's proper The Rock stuff. I know. I, I, I mean, he, he, he has a huge mark. That is his era of wrestling. Um, I was very sad to hear this because I love CM Punk. He's my favourite wrestler of all time, as you may have guessed from the t-shirt and the 50 CM Punk figures I have and all that shit. Ethan, you offered an alternative uh, take what, what's your, are we going to have a fucking problem? What, what, is, what is wrong with your feelings on uh, old Phil, old Pepsi Phil? There's nothing wrong with my feelings on old Pepsi Phil. He's a prick. I'm glad he's gone. But he's the best wrestler of all time. He's really not. <laughs> okay, athletically, he's obviously not. He is the best promo Technically, man he's of not. all time. Not now he's not. Promos? His he's promos washed are... up, mate. Oh, come on, John. Look, His promos are still rock solid. Do you know what? I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to be fair. Okay. When he first came back, I was so excited, like everyone was. Me too. Uh, and like, you know, that initial run, especially all the stuff with MJF, I thought was absolutely fantastic. I thought he was doing some of the mic work of his career. Since his return after Brawl Out, uh, it's, it's been stupid. He's got nothing. He's 44 years old and washed up. Like, you know, I wouldn't expect Chris to still be operating oh, at full capacity oh, in four years' time. He's got an absolute... He's got Never a random go. shot there. On your side here. And, 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 and that's, that's, that's the abuse of friendly fire I'm taking. Well, you know, I've, I've, got, I've got to back myself in my own corner because otherwise I'm going to get banned from collision. Um, no, I'm... Like, ultimately, if, you know, initially... You know, we don't know all the we don't know all the details. Obviously, we still don't really know all the details of Brawl Out, but it certainly seems like he's constantly escalating backstage conflicts to physical assaults. There's no evidence of this. This is all just. I, I think that it's the the typical Jungle Boy is one of these uh, Gen Zers. He's one of these entitled millennials that just because uh, the the his actual boss told him he could do something. CM Punk is higher in the authority than Tony Khan. So Tony, when CM is he? Because as far as I can tell, Tony Khan isn't fired. Just you wait. Tony Khan has been banned from Collision. Um, <laughs> Look, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not on the side of Jack Perry here. It sounds like he was a little bitch. Mm. Like you know, he was being an annoying little prick. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I feel like in your twenties, he's sort of allowed to be an annoying little prick occasionally. <laughs> occasionally I'm, I'm i'm just as time's running out on my 20s i'm getting as much of it in as possible um, right and and ultimately cm punk would have put you in a chokehold me if... and punk me and punk would be friends and i know me and punk i, I do you know how i know me and punk would be friends 
Because you got a photo from 15 years ago when he was relevant. I met CM Punk and he was very nice to me. Um, that doesn't mean that's mean then. I met Mr. Kennedy and he told me he didn't do drugs. Kennedy! And then like two weeks later he was punted for the WWE. So Aye, but, I mean, wrestlers that, that 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 was a that was a work. You could when, tell when he was you could nice tell to Mr. Kennedy was full you would probably have met Perk Angle in his peak TNA years with his eyes like screaming out his head and you'd be like, you know what, he's alright, he's he's on the natural stuff, he's just he just has his wheat bits in the morning. I'll tell you who I met once who was refreshingly um straight about about the whole thing was Val Venus. Oh yeah. We, 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 were at, we were at like we get invited to some sort of house show um and like a, v, a VIP but house show like it for one of the WWE games um in London and we were at the backstage but and they they bring out a wrestler to meet to meet people just like a proper like lower mid carder mm. um and it was Val Venus this time and he's talking to everyone he's like hey guys how's it going and he's walking away just 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 for the sake of conversation, one of our party said to him, "Good luck tonight, mate." He turned around and went, "Nah, I'm losing." <laughs> <laughs> that is a VGC exclusive, though. Valvin is refreshingly straight. I know. <laughs> the fact that I was straight on the internet going, "Spoilers: Valvin loses tonight at house show." Valvin yeah, to, 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 yeah, yeah, is still, still kicking a ball. Fair play, Valvin is still fair play. Going. Big but yeah, I mean, I don't know if you've watched All Out and the most recent Dynamite, as in last night, I stayed up until 3am to watch it. Wow. No wonder you were late for that show. I wasn't late. <laughs> okay. Check the record. 10.20, I send Jordan a text saying, ready when you are, Chief. Oh, I'm just putting the runner together. Oh, oh my dogs are pissing up my leg. Just fair, piss- you- I'm just pissing on my dogs. Give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> When you text me, I was putting the runner together, and then these bloody dogs needed pissed. So you know, um, so what? What is the situation on? I mean, Dynamite wasn't really, not massively affected because he was Johnny Collision, but well, no. Uh, but all out, um, I would say I, I was at. As I said, I was at All In. Like you know, uh-huh. it was one one of the greatest nights of my whole life. It was so much fun. Absolutely brilliant atmosphere. Uh, couldn't recommend it enough. They're back next year. Take the time to go. It's really, really it was really, really good. All out was better. Like this, all that was the day after CM Punk got fired, and they proved that they don't need Phil Brooks. What they need is Brian Danielson. I said, I'll only go next year if they don't do any more pandering, like giving Soraya the belt. Just because hey, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was yeah, that was less. That was a less good part of the evening. <laughs> but it's fine. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I think I think Tony Khan has now realised that Brian Danielson is exactly what he thought Punk, well, what he hoped Punk would be, and CM yeah. Punk has always been a much bigger star than Brian Danielson. CM Punk has always been a prissy little madam, and I'm glad he's gone. True, <laughs> true, but there is no there is no bigger genuine star of the modern era of wrestling bar John Cena than CM Punk. And there was no sadder GTS than the one he dropped on Samoa Joe on, on the oh. collision before all in oh my god it was the most depressing thing I've ever seen in my life you know Here's the, the CM stands for cry more <laughs> the thing is I think there is a I hope it comes back to the WWE I think that'd be so funny I, yeah no, I, welcome I just, to him I just want to see the, the absolute uh, gymnastics that he has to do to be like 15 years ago I left pro wrestling and then two years ago I left pro wrestling and went to AEW and now I'm back in sports entertainment <laughs> I hope you're ready for a long long mid-card feud with The Miz oh my god he'll have one more match at Wrestlemania versus John Cena a, a double retirement one more match I fucking love the that end. that would be the dream 
the with end. Dwayne the Rock Johnson, a special <laughs> guest referee. Like, like I know all the big up the Iron Cheek to again to, to be the timekeeper. All, <laughs> all the sweaties will say that Punk's greatest rival was like Samoa Joe and like Raven and all that thing. Punk versus Cena, that was his best rivalry ever. It was the 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 clash of ideals in 2011 when it was like. Oh, he's such a rebel man. He's so he's so, he's so anti. He's so, I wouldn't have said anti monarchy. He hates he hates the Queen. CM Punk. He absolutely hates her. <laughs> I think there is a role. He banned King Prince Charles from Collision. Yeah, <laughs> loves the, loves the Pope. Hates the Queen. <laughs> Some guy. CM Punk is a Tim. And on that note, we bring this episode of VGC, a video game podcast. But CM, sta- CM actually stands for Celtic man. Yeah, he's, 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 he's a good Celtic man. The CM Punk. That's fine. We'll take that to the SFA next week. You can follow me on Twitter at Jordan Midler. You can follow Chris at Scully eighteen eighty eight. You can follow Ethan Lawrence at Ibrox Rocks. Until next week, <laughs> you can so send unfair. any <laughs> comments, questions, and concerns to <laughs> podcast at vgc uh, Honestly, honestly, honestly. Going, I'm going to put that picture of Chris on my Twitter immediately following this. Thanks. Get it photoshopped. Make me laugh. I will send you a code for a game. I don't it is it a is very, it. very good picture. Chris, you look so young in it. That I was, was taken. I was taken last week. Yeah, I always look young. You're looking great. <laughs> he's, 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 he's just got this really horrific age filter on this uh, webcam. I has. I don't, I, I don't know what it is. I know. Um, for the 100th episode of this show, I want Chris to spike his hair up. I want him to take. I want him to take. I'm actually about. It's right at the point now where I get it shaved. So like next week I'll probably have no hair. Yeah. I'll do. I'll do a CM Punk. Right. We'll we'll, we'll find a fellow bald for next week so we can have a bit. Of a I where, where can we, we, we possibly find someone bald? I know someone bald <laughs> with a goatee in the games industry. No idea. What number so, episode is this? Oh, I don't know. Four. Three hundred, four hundred, something like that. No, we're on. <laughs> we're on the twenties or thirties, aren't we? How many weeks? since Fe- <laughs> when did that start february 20th or something i don't know <laughs> I think i've listened on... to every episode but i can't be expected to I keep think on there's track. been about 24 episodes it wow, feels like man. there's been about 40 million more um i've been on a i would now have been on a, an eighth of the vgc podcasts you've been on more than chris Ring. It's, it's you two battling it out um which really says something about uh how we need to get some non-white men on this podcast but we're all next week i'm telling you now that's my commitment um until then watch uh watch another watch my starfield review come on i worked hard on it watch the starfield it is good Uh, you know what i'm actually going to pay jordan midler a compliment which which suggests that you know he was really onto something it's a good video also also keep an eye out from a forza video footage on monday you've never seen such um such a, a a clash of of cars You've never seen such (laughs) round cars. Look at the wheels. They're going to go. See you next week. VGC, a video games podcast, is a stack production and part of the Acast Creative Network.